0: You're listening to the Pacific Northwest, oh, heck, cyclocross report. Uh, Forget the triathlon part there. We're just going straight to cyclocross. And we have got a number of guests with us tonight because it was quite the weekend in cyclocross out in Bend, Oregon, correct? We've got Anique Chalier, Jenny Greve, Sarah Schmidt. Thanks very much for your time.
1: Thanks, George. Thank you, George. Thanks.
0: Uh, The pictures I saw on Facebook just looked like you all had a blast. Cookie Monster, was it as good as it seemed?
1: Uh, oh, and then some, yes. We had quite an exhausting, awesome race weekend with the Cross Crusade, um, pair of races, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, um, all down at the Thunderdome uh, craziness. I mean, it was madness. I've never been down for the Halloween races before, so I didn't quite know what to expect, and it blew away. Anything I had in my mind, <laughs> uh, especially Sunday, everybody was in costume. It was it was pretty awesome.
0: Jenny, how did it compare to years past?
2: It did not disappoint. Uh, every year they choose a different overall theme for Bend Halloween. Uh, cross crusade weekend last year was jungle theme and this year was thunderdome. So it's always really exciting to see, racers and teams that decide to just adopt the overall theme so uh, the Thunderdome theme was unbelievable and then those that steered away from the Thunderdome theme had some insane costumes there was a giraffe that was probably the hit of Sunday and ladies you'll have to help me with how tall this giraffe was how tall do you think he was
1: he was taller than a semi truck (laughs) (laughs) And I've done some Facebook stalking of this guy. He's used that costume in the on the East Coast last year for Halloween.
2: <laughs>
1: and nice. It's, it's his shtick, but it, it's like PVC inside. I mean, this—he's practiced. That's why he was looking. He was looking pretty well practiced on Sunday, getting around this geodesic dome curved feature that is on the course uh, pathway. And it's—he's—he's he's had some practice so uh but nonetheless it was impressive that thing was huge
3: (laughs) and george to picture how tall his giraffe head was he had to duck to get under the um finish banner
1: how how do you
3: duck massive i mean what's that how he just kind of bent over he had he had great control of that thing but it was it was impressive. You could see him from any point on the course. You could look out and see him because his head was sticking up above, well above everybody else.
0: Yeah, I saw the X-Wing fighter diamondback. <laughs>
2: that was... <laughs> yeah, that was one of our teammates, Alex. <laughs> so we got... Yes, Alex put in some serious time working on the X-Wing and he needed to practice in the morning mounting and dismounting his bike because that was the the last detail that he had to get to after completing the X-Wing and assembling it on his bike.
0: So I want to know how the giraffe mounted and dismounted. Sarah, did you ever see anything?
3: I didn't. He was on his bike the whole time I saw, but, um... I'm sure he had to slow down a little bit and make sure he didn't topple over.
0: Now, Anique, did you race in full Cookie Monster outfit? How do you fit a helmet on that thing?
1: Well, the Cookie Monster head does fit over my helmet, but I chose to just wear my Cookie Monster outfit all day long except for during my race on Saturday and opted to try and have a, a solid race um, and... uh I think that that was the right decision. In the end, <laughs> I got my my Cookie Monster fill, and after the race, went off dancing in Cookie Monster outfit, and then later that night got my cat costume on and went gallivanting <laughs> around town in that. And then the next day, we all as a team got together and had our Oktoberfest theme in full force: uh, ladies in dirndls, men in dirndls, and. Men in um, uh, Lederhosen and females in Lederhosen and people dressed in pretzels and cookies and beer steins. I mean, you name it. And Jenny had her wonderful cookie costume that was just absolutely beautiful.
0: <laughs> yes, I've got to hear all about that one, Jenny. Come on to listen.
2: Well, I I ran out of time making the cookie before heading over to Bend. So it turned out to be a team effort on Friday and Saturday nights to finish the cookie, you know, hot glue gun running for hours, everyone cutting and measuring felt. And on the front, I had it say in German, I'm sweet, eat me. And on the back was the English translation. So, uh, you know, I actually didn't get that many laughs from other teams on Sunday. So perhaps perhaps I was a little too offensive with my cookie, but I was proud of it.
0: <laughs> I, I can imagine people loved being passed by you.
2: <laughs> well, I ended up having a, a very bad race on saturday and i wanted to redeem myself on sunday so i switched out my costume for the race i wore the cookie all day long and then i raced in later hosen
3: <laughs> sarah how about you um i was in a uh, german-esque dress and actually ended up having uh the best race i'd had in a little while i've had a long string of mechanical issues during races, and um, I had a great race, and then, you know, I had that moment of realization where, you know, I beat competitors that were dressed as Care Bears and (laughs) schoolgirls, so, you know, kind of puts things into perspective a little bit um, during a costume race, but it was fantastic. The, The crowd is always amazing at cross races, but, you know, when people are in costume, and Handing out um, little smokies, of course, and um, you know all the hand ups. It got pretty, pretty rowdy. Um, they did make the announcement at the beginning of the race that the only hand ups that were legal were marshmallow hand ups, which you don't typically hear at a cross race. So that was pretty hilarious.
0: Now it seems like at least two of you took one of the races seriously and one of them not so seriously. Was that kind of the the attitude for most of the competitors over the weekend?
3: Uh, I think it it really depends on the category that you're racing in. Um, I know that as the day goes on and um, the crowd gets a little bit more rowdy, um, the... The racers can kind of take things a little bit differently, but in the A-race in the afternoon, there are definitely people that take it quite seriously. So it's always a really delicate balance between racing hard and then, you know, recognizing that you're racing in a dress. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think it really depends on the person and it depends on the category. But all in all, you know, everyone's out there to have a good time. And, um yeah, we had a blast.
0: I mean, so how does that work if you are actually trying to do your best out there and there is a guy in a, you know, 20-foot-tall <laughs> giraffe costume blocking your way? What do you do?
3: That's the part of Cross is, is navigating the course. Um, our uh, team coach, Chris Bag always says that the best Cross courses make you, uh, force you to make choices along the way. Um, so, you know, if it's, I I need to get around this guy who's dressed as a um, dentist who just killed Cecil the lion. Uh, I need to make the path at this certain corner or at this stretch of gravel. You know, so it just it forces you to make choices, but your choices are just slightly more ridiculous than they normally are in a cross race. day two at class Tuesday this weekend had um, a run up where on Saturday it was just a run up, but on Sunday you could take a shortcut and go over tires kind of like you know, um, like football players do for training. They run through the tires. Part of the course had a set of tires you could run as a shortcut. So, you know, just keeps things interesting and you know, you're just navigating around people wearing ridiculous costumes instead of just navigating around people. So Anik, what's the what's
0: what's it like to go into a race after you've had such a, a light hearted weekend and And such a great mood. Is it almost a letdown at the Uh, next event? I would kind of hate to be that uh, promoter putting the, the race on following Halloween weekend.
1: I mean, I think everyone's still really excited for the next race. I mean, I personally had a, I got a flat tire on Sunday's race with a, like a lap and a little bit to go. So I had to run and it was right after the pit. So I had to run the whole course almost with my bike on my shoulder and to finish. So I can't wait for my next race, frankly, because I kind of had a little bit of a want, wah wah at the end of my race. But, um, um I'm sure everybody's excited to, to get back to it. And um, our next race is at, uh, for at least the Cross Crusade Series, is at Barton Park. And that's one of my favorite venues. Um, I just really like how that course is set up. And um, so... I would think other people are ex- excited about it too, but, um, it's, you know, it's just part of the season. The, I think it's nice having Halloween kind of break in the middle of the, the cross crusade series. It's sort of like a, a little breather moment for everybody because I know that I personally, and maybe other people on the team have been a little bit just sort of low energy and tired because they're mid season right now. I think that that was a nice little like whew, refresh reset, we got um, three more races as part of um, the Cross Crusade to go. Maybe some other races outside of that, um, and then it's and then it's a wrap. So um, it was just a nice kind of mid-season break of uh, frivolity.
0: Which, Jenny, what was Jenny, the oops. high point of the weekend for you?
2: Oh, the high point of the weekend for me was probably just. The, the high energy levels of both days and, you know, as Anik Anique just Anique just used such a great descriptor for it, the frivolity. So, and I also love being in Bend, having um, Deschutes Brewery be, you know, really the key sponsor for this weekend is unbelievable. Being able to, to leverage their grounds and all of the excitement that they bring to the races and because you're in Bend, I know that so many of us have friends and some of us have family over there as well. So many of our teammates had dads and brothers or family friends or college friends come out and, and watch and cheer and just see what Cross is all about. So while that can be a little exhausting because Cross is already so intense and the day is so long and, and filled, it just brought another level of fun to get to see friends and family.
0: I know this series is huge for the Athletes Lounge team, uh, Sarah. Do you know where the team is in the standings?
2: Ooh,
3: I don't know currently. I think we're doing pretty well, though.
0: Anika. I would do you say definitely top
3: top three.
0: Top three.
1: Yeah, I think we were maybe in we're second good. place uh, as a team, but I I'll verify.
0: <laughs>
3: okay.
1: <laughs> Real time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So there's really – there's three more races in the Cross Crusade Series? In the,
3: in the Cross Crusade Series, correct. Um, there are some other um, other races done by other promoters throughout November and I think maybe one in early December. And then apparently there's a UCI race um, back down in Bend um, in early December. So And a few of us are heading down to L.A. for CXL.A. Uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving, so there's still some some good racing to be done, but we're definitely at that midpoint in the season where it's, um, you know, it's a good time to kind of take a breather and reevaluate expectations and, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So question to all three of you, um, answer one at a time, please. Anique, we'll start with you. What, uh, where does your off season really start, and then what do you see yourself doing in 2016?
1: Oh, good question. Uh, and just as a footnote, I will clarify that we are now in third place behind Deschutes Brewery and Team S&M in the team standing, so we got some work to do over the next three races. <laughs> That putting that aside, um, actually, I just I just was talking to my coach Chris Bag uh, last week and kind of setting up the rest of the the season and off season plans. I had had hopes to maybe go on to nationals in January uh, for cyclocross over there in North Carolina, but. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> That's what I concluded. We concluded that I'm pooped. It's been a long year of road racing and triathlon, and then cyclocross, and kind of had a little come to Jesus moment with myself, and uh, concluded that I just can't do it all, and I can't. I need. I'm going to need a break. So I just looked at my calendar, and it looks like right after CXLA um, with Sarah and and some other teammates, um, I've got a nice long break which will be weird and uncomfortable. I don't like taking breaks, but um, it'll be necessary to get me recharged for road season, which I'm already getting very excited about um, to start up for next year. So uh, next year we'll have lots more road races to be done. I think um, I'd like to get some of us on the team up to some Washington races, um, check out the USAC races up there on the road. And then, after that, get myself ready for triathlon season, and I'll be going off to Worlds in September uh, down in Mexico and then then cross. So it'll be kind of rattle, lather, rinse, repeat, just like last year, but even more amazing.
0: So, Jenny, I always need to take a break from cycling and get in my two or three months of skiing. I think you're kind of in the same boat.
2: I am. My off-season is set to begin the Monday before Thanksgiving And, um, that being said, it might change. We'll know more on Friday. I I got hurt on Sunday, so we'll have to see what the doctor says. Um, but yeah, next up for me, if I'm, if I'm healthy and able to end my season, the week of Thanksgiving will be ski season. And then next year, Ironman Cozumel. Sarah. Uh, my plan is to finish this cross season,
3: take a little bit of time off in December, maybe a little bit of January, and then, um, hit the training pretty hard for road season again. Um, this past spring was my first season racing road and I loved it way more than I was anticipating. So now I'm really excited to, um, have a sophomore season and, uh, do some more racing with Anique and hopefully a bunch of other ladies from our, uh, and our cross team will be joining us this year for road
0: season. Well, I yeah. wish you all the best through the end of 2015 and a very successful 2016.
2: Thank, thank you. you. Thanks,
0: George. Always a pleasure visiting with you. Pacific Northwest Cycling Report, Triathlon Report, Cyclocross Report. We got it all on here. Jenny Green, Monique <laughs> Chalier, Sarah Schmidt, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you.